Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 9 of Dad Travel. Uh, some interesting things have happened recently. You know, I, I will definitely get to our uh, our trip to Montana at the uh, midpoint of July, but uh, something that's happened a little bit more recently that is just, I mean, been an amazing thing for me personally is I finally got to see not only a traveler, but my favorite comedian in the entire world, The Machine, Burt Kreischer, perform here in Houston at the Houston Improv. Um, so for those of y'all that don't know him, he has had several TV shows, the most recent being uh, um, Trip Flip and Burt the Conqueror on the Travel Channel. And really the reason why he's known probably just as, you know, even more so than his shows was he has maybe the best story I've ever heard um, that really happened to him. And it's a story about how he got uh, a a study abroad trip to Russia and partied with the Russian mafia and which ended up getting him into some very, very serious uh, shenanigans and even crimes. Uh, and it's all real. Um, uh, his classmates even came out and um, and corroborated what he said literally happened and posted all the people that were also on the trip on Facebook when this thing first went viral. So um, he's got a new special coming out uh, August 24th on Netflix. Um, if you have Showtime, his last special uh, is on there. But his new special is called Secret Time which is one of my favorite segments of his podcast as well as uh, his performances where he, when he says secret time, he changes uh, the subject completely and just breaks into, you know, some little funny thought or some little funny uh, um, observation that, that he's had and turns it into a, a skit. And it's just absolutely freaking hilarious. But anyway, I, I was able to go um, this past Thursday and he he played one show Thursday, two Friday, two Saturday. Um, had doctor's appointment Friday morning. Had uh, had CDL training Saturday morning. And so I was like, you know, Thursday it's the earliest show. It's the only show. Probably get a chance to meet him afterwards. Jumped all over it. Uh, this dude had me in stitches the entire show. Um, I mean, just. He is he is by far the most skilled comedian, um, besides maybe Bill Burr, uh, in my opinion, and because he makes it seem like he's having a conversation with you guys by yourself, like at a party, you know, you know him and him and you and maybe a couple other people, you know, ducked over to uh, to a table in the backyard, you know, and you guys are just drinking and telling jokes and stories. And that's what's great about his comedy. You know, it, he, he makes you feel like you're an active participant in the conversation. Um, and I just love the guy. So if you get a chance, watch his special coming up August 24th on Netflix. Also, uh, check out his podcast. Um, when I got to meet him after the show, I walked up to him and said, you are the reason why not only I listen to podcasts, but also why I do a podcast myself because, uh, um, his, his podcast, which he has his, his normal episodes and he has his episode called, uh, open tabs. Um, so he has two different one, you know, one normally with a, uh, 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 guest and one without where he just, you know, talks about his own little ramblings. Um, 
But this is what I listen to driving to school in the morning. This is what I listen to probably driving home from school. Uh, the only other podcast I really listen to is <coughs> uh, the Barstool Heartland podcast and the Pat McAfee show podcast. But uh, but Bert was the one that got me into it. And so um, for the last four years, this is what I listen to when I go to work, going long trips. It gets me in a good mood. You know, when you're going to walk into a room full of 25 to 30 teenagers, you know, at 7, 10 in the morning, um, you know, you've got to sort of get something in your ears that's going to sort of stimulate you and, and uh, you know, sort of get your energy up and, you know, and, and, and just get that day off to a good start. And BurtCast is what happens, uh, what does it for me uh, pretty much on a regular basis. And so... Um, if you guys have the chance to see him, please do. Otherwise, check out his his podcast and his uh, upcoming Netflix special. So anyway, um, absolutely fun time. But on to Montana. So Montana. So mid-July, uh, my wife and our kids, we, we had planned for a few months to go out to Montana to visit our friends. Um the U-Haws, which again, you guys will hear on so many episodes. And this trip had started off just being, you know, go out there, visit, go to Yellowstone, um, which I'd never been to. I mean, honestly, Denver, Colorado is the farthest northwest I've ever been. And um, and I'd always heard Yellowstone was beautiful. And, and um, we meant to go out to Yellowstone one day, uh, our last trip there, but just the weather didn't uh, cooperate at all. So, but, um, we ended up, we flew into Billings about 11 o'clock at night, um, via Salt Lake city. And, uh, when we got to Billings, we went straight back to their house and, um, got loaded up. I really thought they were joking. I, I, I literally took my boots off when we got to their house because I thought we were just going to sleep wake up early in the morning and head out to a cabin we'd rented in Red Lodge, which is about an hour and a half outside of Billings, um, sort of a good halfway point between Billings and Yellowstone. Uh, couldn't find out, though. They had sort of changed plans, and the plan now is that you're, we're going to drive straight out to the cabin, get there late at night, you know, 1, 2 o'clock in the morning, whatever else, you know, after we all unload and, and get settled. And then uh, we're an hour and a half closer to Yellowstone, which we – ended up going to the next day. So, um, first off yellow or, uh, uh, Red Lodge, really, really cute little mountain town. Um, you know, it's sort of one of those towns where you sort of think of a mountain town being in the same, you know, respect the, the cool little main street where you got the mountains on one end, you know, a bunch of cool little shops and, and, and restaurants and candy stores and, and all sorts of other things. Um, some good breweries, but the cabin there, which is just outside of town, was awesome. Uh, three story basement with with uh, double bunk beds on the bottom floor for the girls. Uh, me and the wife and Alex, my son, had the uh, had the master on the main floor, uh, and then Eric and Denise um, took the master on the top floor in the lofted area. Um, I mean. Yeah, it had some bells and whistles, but you know it, it also w- was fairly, fairly rustic in some aspects. Um, but it was just awesome. It, it was the perfect setting. You know, it was outside of town, so you know we really had nothing else to do but hang out with each other. 
Um, and it was just a great time. Um, but other things. So we ended up going to Yellowstone two days, actually two out of three of the days that, um, that we were first there, we went into the park. Um, so that first day we got maybe four hours, five hours of sleep, went in, uh, and that day the task was, uh, getting told faithful. And so first off, uh, driving from Red Lodge into pretty much the Northeastern entrance of Yellowstone, uh, you, you get to go through the Beartooth Mountains, which by far besides Yellowstone, the park itself was my favorite, uh, aspect because not only did you get to have these amazing views as you're going up the switchbacks of the mountains. Uh, but there's a little rest stop up the top that you can park and get out. And there's chipmunks that if you bring, you know, sunflower seeds and, and other foods that are good for them, you can actually feed them. They'll actually come eat it out of your hand. There's just chipmunks all over the place. Um, but then the other thing is just getting up to an elevation that is above the timberline. Um, you know, we live in flatland, you know, low elevation, Texas now. And, and I grew up in the mountains. And so anytime I'm around the mountains, you know, I just feel a little bit more at home. Um, even though these were by far way, way more massive than, uh, than the mountains I grew up in, uh, our highest elevation we got up to was right around 11,000 feet. Um, and so the mountains there were just beautiful. I mean, just glacial lakes, uh, you know, dotted the surroundings. There was still snow. We actually drove, um, by one area where there's actually a ski lift and there was still a massive amount of snow on, on that side, but, uh, but obviously not enough to really get out and do too much unless you knew the right areas. We at, we did actually pass on the second day going to the park, people getting their skis out, uh, and, and going to do a little bit more active skiing than what I would ever want to do. But, uh, but went through the Beartooth Mountains and went into Yellowstone and Old Faithful was our plan that first day. And, um, you know, that's one thing you, you, you got to check off if you're going to go into Yellowstone. And, and uh, but the northeastern entrance, when you enter in through there, this is where the bison are just, you know, dotting the landscape in almost every direction. And, uh, that was definitely my son's favorite part is driving through and, and, seeing what we call the buffalo for him. Um, but one thing that intrigued me about the park itself, you know, especially more as we explored it, is the terrain does change, you know, in different areas. And so you really get, you know, almost instead of just one massive park, it almost feels like there's multiple parks within Yellowstone, which is really, really cool. Uh, but went down to Old Faithful. We brought a little propane gas grill, my buddy Eric grilled some hot dogs and hamburgers in the parking lot there, you know, and, and it was a good three to four hour drive from, uh, from our cabin, um, to old faithful. So it was a long freaking day. We're sitting grilling, you know, hanging out, having a good time. And, you know, I always joke that, that the world as big as it is, is also a very small place. I knew that one of my coaching buddies, Ben Lane, I knew that he and some buddies were up in Wyoming but I had no idea what their travel plans were or anything else. We've been at Old Faithful probably probably about 35 minutes maybe, you know, just just long enough to go to the bathroom, get the food out, grill it, um, and, you know, relax. And lo and behold, I see a car pull up. I hear my name. I look over, and I don't even really see his face too much. All I see is the 
the SC on his shirt, which is the initials of, um, of the high school that I work at. And we were literally wearing almost the exact same shirt at the exact same place, um, you know, and not planning on meeting up with each other or whatever else. And uh, this is not my only occurrence of this happening, but it was re- really, really cool. I mean, the chance of us being there at Old Faithful within the same amount of time on the same day, which he and his buddies drove all the way from Texas, um, was just really, really cool. I've had one other instance of this. Um, a classmate of mine, uh, Heather Whelan, uh, took Spanish classes with her at University of Arkansas. And, and anyway, I knew she worked and lived in Madrid, tried to make plans with her one time that I took a trip up there with some students and couldn't make uh, plans. You know, I, I think I forgot to communicate well or whatever else. But we're walking through Madrid uh, first day getting there and actually hear my name called out and there she is sitting at a cafe not 20, 30 yards from, from where I'm at. So you're amazed at, 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 at how, how small the world is at times and, and, uh, and it's a really cool experience. But anyway, back to Yellowstone. So Old Faithful had to do it. Um, yeah, you can just sit there and look at the one geyser and you know wait for it to erupt and whatever else. Uh, the one thing that we did, though, is we did hike up to an observation point above, um, which I hiked up with my son, my 35-pound weight uh, strapped to my back on a Tula. Uh, and I did this for a reason because the following day, um, <laughs> in the weeks leading up to our trip, we found out there was a race that was going to be held uh, not too far from our, from our cabin. And so we did a 5k, uh, at like 10 and a half thousand feet up to almost 11,000 feet called the bear tooth run. So I needed this to sort of prepare my body, but it was hot. Um, it was a, it, it, it honestly was not the easiest hike up, you know, there were some switchbacks and, you know, and it, it was just our first day we retired anyway. Not, not to complain, but it was beautiful once we got up there, but it was hot. Uh, and we hiked up there at the wrong time. We weren't actually able to see Old Faithful erupt from up there. So we got down, was able just to you know, go to the bathroom and hang out just in time to actually see it erupt. So you know, check that off the list. But the area around there, there's a lot of other geysers that you can go check out. So, um, so if you plan to go to Old Faithful, you know, really look and see what the park offers in that area uh, and what stops are not too far away. Because, yeah, it's fun, but there, are, there is a lot of other cool stuff that you can check out. So um, so that was on a Thursday. Yep. Uh, the next Friday, we really took it easy, stayed around Red Lodge. Uh, we, we wanted to sort of you know rest and, and acclimate to the, to the altitude and what have you because the next day was going to be our race and it was going to be pretty early. Um, so we ended up going and having some tacos there at the little Mexican food place in Red Lodge, which was not bad. We also had to pick up our race, uh, race badges and t-shirts and everything at one of the local breweries there, um, which has had some pretty delicious brews. Uh, I want to say it was Red Lodge Ales. Um, and then Saturday we woke up first thing and we drove up to the Beartooth Mountains and, we actually parked at the ski lift I talked about earlier, got uh, bussed over to the starting line. And to give you an idea of just how out in the middle of nowhere this place is, they had to bring in porta potties. I mean, there's, besides the ski lift, there's nothing up there. It's, it, it's just nature. 
And so uh, Eric, he decided to do the 10K. So he actually had to run back to where we parked, turn around, and then back downhill. So it was uphill, then back downhill. And then he had to then do the 5K course after that, which ours was right at about um, – because they moved from our starting line was not our finish line. So it was like almost two miles up and just a little over a mile down. Um, but ours was pretty much straight switchbacks all the way up. Um, our, our daughter, Isabel, was not really ready for the altitude. So the first half mile was probably the longest segment of any stretch that we did because she was, she was whining and complaining about it, didn't feel good. Um, so I got on my phone, played some music, you know, changed her attitude as we went up. And um, so I walked because I had my son on my back, which he did not like the bouncing if I tried to run. Uh, my daughter was there with me. My wife walked up with us all the way up too. Um, but we were able to, to, you know, stop and just take in the scenery and see these mountains and, and, and mountain goats and snow and lakes. And it was just the most beautiful setting uh, I could probably ever think of for a race because I'm not a runner by any means. I have asthma. I'm overweight. You know, nothing I really want to do. Um, but I decided to do it anyway, and, and it was my favorite part of the trip was 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 doing that race and being in that environment. And so on the way down, you know, we were cheering on people because you know some of the 10k runners, obviously, since we're walking, are catching up to us and passing us and then finishing ahead of us. Uh, which I think the, the, the first finisher was like a 17 or 18 year old kid who, who averaged seven minute miles, uh, in this terrain, which is just insane. Um, so going back downhill, we get almost to the end. My wife decides to run off with, uh, with Eric cause Eric has caught up with us and is going to finish ahead of us. And, uh, <clears throat> so she runs with him for a little bit. So she finishes ahead. So I'm able to cross the finish line with my daughter at the same time as I do have my son on my back, which I will say to up my man card a little bit, I was the only person carrying a child on the race, period. And still finished sixth out of my age group, which is six out of six, but who's who's uh, keeping track of that? But anyway, um, so fun, fun thing. Um, we wore our T-shirts from our last vacation on the trip, and then we were able to go back to our vehicle, and my buddy Eric, he made Bloody Marys at almost 11,000 feet, and um, I'm not a Bloody Mary guy, so I didn't have one, but uh, but the, the wives had one. We sit there, drank them, relaxed, hung out for a minute, and just sort of took in the scenery and just really enjoyed our time together. Since we don't get to see them too often... Um, you know, due to us, you know, one of us having to travel to either destination. So, um, and then from there, uh, we actually decided to go into Yellowstone again, uh, after the race, you know, we're, we're already, you know, about an hour into the trip towards Yellowstone, just doing the race. So why not take advantage of the time and, and, um, and go to Yellowstone while we still can. And, uh, this time we sort of stayed on the Northern loop. Uh, went up to, oh my gosh, um, I can't even, I can't even think of it. I, I, I want to call it Marble Falls, but I know it's not Marble Falls, but anyway, one of the big destinations in the Northern part of the park, uh, which you can just, you know, drive out another exit, uh, or entrance there in the park and go to, um, it's not Cody. Is it Cody Wyoming? 
No, it's not Cody. Anyway, um, but again, different terrain. You could see elk in this part of the park. Um, you know, stopped off at one of the little places there and um, had some ice cream there in the park and, and just really enjoyed our time. And then on the way back, we stopped at a uh, picnic area, which was just off of the Yellowstone River and had uh, had a nice picnic dinner. And our trip was just outstanding. We headed back to Billings after that, uh, spent the day just hanging out with the kids. Uh, we went went to the zoo there in Billings, which we, we, we'd been there before. And then we, uh, um, then we just hung out at the house uh, after going to a really, really, really good burger joint there uh, in Billings that, um, that had been on Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dive. Or, or no, Man vs. Food. Man vs. Food. And I had a burger there that was a Huckleberry burger. Um, I'd never had huckleberries before, whether it's huckleberry pie or anything else. And so I had a burger that had huckleberry barbecue sauce on it. And guys, it was outstanding. Um, I had huckleberry ice cream the day before. I mean, so I'm a big proponent of the huckleberries now. Um, and then spent our last night there having dinner with our friends at their at the clubhouse of their uh, golf course. And just, I mean, just just had a blast. So... Uh, if you get a chance to go up to Yellowstone, please do. You will absolutely enjoy it. No ifs, ands, or buts. Um, take take the chance. You're never going to see wildlife in the U.S., in my opinion, uh, you know, like that. Um, and it's a place that we need to support by by you know providing money to the parks to where they can you know keep up with animal conservation and and, and keep track of their habitats and. And just take care of that amazing national park. So if you get a chance, go. There's only so many things that you're going to go and visit where you're going to feel so small and in, you know, in nature uh, or anywhere for that matter. So highly suggest it. So uh, thanks for listening, guys, and uh, stay tuned for more. Thank you.